inspire. Welcome back to Starting Now. I'm your host, Jeff Saris. This is the show where I talk to entrepreneurs to reveal the unexpected paths to entrepreneurship. Today, my guests are Abby and Paul from the Top Dog Beach Club. So lately, I have fallen deep down the rabbit hole of crypto and NFTs. And Abby and Paul just started a brand new project in in the NFT space called Top Dog Beach Club, where people can mint and purchase their own NFT, which is a digital collectible of a unique dog that's unique to them. Um, If you're new to this space, we dive in a little bit at the beginning and explain sort of what NFTs are, but they're all tied to crypto, specifically Ethereum, the ETH coin. But it is a space that is so interesting and there is so much opportunity and so much happening that this is the early days. Like I'm probably going to be doing a lot more of these episodes of the show specifically about crypto and NFTs and that whole world because this is day one. If you are looking for sort of what the next thing is, I highly recommend diving into this space. And Abby and Paul are great. The project they were doing is really special. They're doing something different and beyond what other what other projects are doing. So I'm really excited to share with this with you. So without further ado, my conversation with Abby and Paul from Top Dog Beach Club. For anyone who will be listening and doesn't know even what NFTs are or crypto or anything, how would you describe your project to them just to try to introduce it sort of to a new a new audience? I'd like to give it a shot, actually, seeing as um, I'm the one that knows least about this. Maybe I can give like the layman's answer. Yeah, thanks, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) And then Paul can correct me and do a way better job than I can. It's probably better in that order. (laughs) (laughs) So for those who have never heard of NFTs before, this is how I describe it. Um, It's buying, selling, trading, keeping and collecting items online. Um, whether you want to just collect it because you love it or you want to sell it to make a profit. Um, a bit like Pokemon cards, really, is how I'm having to describe it to some people that I know mm-hmm. that really are just, they don't have any idea what I'm talking about. It's a bit like just we've made a bunch of Pokemon cards and some people love them and some people are collecting them, some people are selling them. Um, and, um, you know, people ask me, well, why can't people just screenshot it and, you know, or print it out and stick it on their wall? Like, what? you know how can you really own it it's, you don't get your hands on anything and I can't remember who used this analogy maybe it's a really well know what, known one and maybe Paul made it up um, or maybe I heard it somewhere else but um, uh, I, I always say to them well it's like the Mona Lisa right you can print off a picture of the Mona Lisa and stick it on your wall or have it use your desktop background it doesn't mean that you own it so that's kind of my understanding of NFTs Paul is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a really good understanding. Oh, that would have been bad, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it's absolutely crazy. If you sort of take a step back and just think about it, if you explain this sort of whole new sort of industry and the new creative economy to a, a, just a lay person on the street, they'd just be like, what? Pictures of dogs and cats and apes are selling for thousands of dollars. What, uh-huh. what the hell? Are you, guys, <laughs> are you guys crazy? What's going on? Like I was explaining to my wife what the what the whole project's about, and you know the whole sort of community and the whole industry, and she just she doesn't get it, which is fine. A lot of people don't. Um, yeah, it's I think, tough to wrap I, your head I think around. The majority it. don't, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really tough to wrap your head around it because, like you said, um, Abby, it's it is it's, it's a JPEG essentially. You're paying a lot of money for an image you can download. You already see it online, but it it's that provenance that really makes sense. Like once once I feel like you realize, even from like a curator, like an art curator standpoint, knowing that something has the provenance and the order of who owned it when and who legitimately owns it today, that's it's important and it's a really yeah. So it's a really interesting space. I. I think. So how does your, uh, explain a little bit about your project and how that fits into the space and your approach. Yeah. I just want to add on to the, to the previous question. I, I think, so we've touched upon what an NFT is and what it represents piece of art or you know, some sort of collectible, but I, I genuinely think it's more than that. It, it's the whole sort of the community that brings with that. Mm-hmm. If you imagine like a physical piece of art you would collect and put on your wall, you don't get access to the artist or you don't get access to a, a whole community. But I think that's the, I think that's where the actual value is for NFTs. It's having the one-to-one interactions with the artists, with the developers, with the creators, and just getting all of these people together and just talking about, you know, one similar theme or topic or, or whatever it is. I mean, our project is about dogs and in our Discord chat and on Twitter, people are sharing pictures of their dogs and you know they're sharing their stories about their dogs and you know, some people's dogs and pets have passed away, which is really interesting to hear people's stories and, and just people connecting, I guess, and just coming together, which is really cool to see. Yeah, and, and actually sort of um, maybe even having, having a part of, of it growing, having a say in how it grows and having an influence on that. Um, so we've taken... Um, certain elements of of dog pictures that have been sent to us. A bow tie, for example, a hat that somebody put on a dog. Um, We've actually put it in the collection because, you know, before we launched, we were getting these pictures. And also the community have had a say on how many mints we do, so how many NFTs we actually make. Um, 10,000 was a standard for for a little while. Then people started to get sort of sick of that. Um, People said to us, well, you should really reduce the number. We're happy to pay more if you reduce the number but we reduced the number and kept the price the same. So, you know, that kind of being listened to, being part of the project, being part of the art and actually influencing it. Just being part of something as well. People want to be part of something and we all do. And it's so nice to, it's not just me and Paul or Jakob and Pete, who are Paul's friends who are helping us and moderating uh, the Discord server. Um, It's everybody. We're all sort of in it together and it just feels really great. Yeah, absolutely. And that is the thing, the community, because you guys have said that you're, you're in on this full time, which I want to dive into both of your backstories. Mm. But to to have this sustained beyond the initial process, like once you sell the eight thousand, which is rapidly approaching, like today, it's wild how quickly they're going yeah. off the board. Um, and um, just for for anyone listening, today is uh, what Saturday, and it's only been since uh, the launch on Tuesday, and they're all almost like already sold out, which to me is mind blowing. I know to people in the space. The NFT space, they're very anxious for things to sell out on day one. But I yeah. mean, I come from a very different <laughs> different approach to business where I'm like, this is this is a long play. Like you guys are in this as full-time entrepreneurs and creators. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I would agree with you. I've I've been in this space sort of since January, end of December, January. So only really, you know, seven, eight months. And looking from an outsider as a collector, I, I would sort of agree that, you know, for a project to be successful or at least to be deemed successful by the community, it has to sell out instantly. And if it doesn't, it's a failure. But actually through this whole process, I've learned 
speaking to sort of experts and just people generally in the community that actually it's probably best that a project doesn't sell out and it grows slowly and organically and a genuine community who have a love for the art and a love for the project rather than flipping as an investment is actually a better model. And that's exactly what we're seeing with, with our project. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And I imagine the slower growth was the initial plan too, because like, as far as I know, you guys really didn't announce anything before last Thursday, right? On, on NFT culture. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, so we've been building it for uh, two, two and a bit months and we, we, yeah, we didn't go really public until last, last was it last week? Abby? I've lost track of days. <laughs> I has no meaning anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I think a week and a half ago, and then yeah, we launched a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we, not not a lot of people knowing about the project for as long as I guess other projects. Mm. Yeah, and like, and I think that's a good approach though, because this is long term. And I want to dive into what it means to go full time, what you see sort of in the roadmap, and what you see in the future months, maybe even years down the line. But first, I want to dive into your stories and how you ended up here. Like, I know Paul, you're a security expert. Abby, you're, you were an English teacher. Um, so what did your lives look like just before, let's say the end of last year? Like, where were you in your lives? Um, so I was working at um, a secondary school or a high school um, teaching English. And I've been doing that for about 10 years. Um, it's taken me, it's been really exciting, actually, because I've worked in England, which is where we're based. Um, but I've also... I've, I've worked in Berlin, in Germany. I've lived in Munich. I've lived in Johannesburg. So, um, you know, it's, it's been an adventure. Um, but then I decided I've been doing this for 10 years. I kind of want to live many different lives. I don't just want to live one life and do the same thing forever. So I kind of took a stab at a different kind of career. And I only moved jobs so maybe three months ago into something new, um, which is... Um, user experience slash project management for a charitable organization and my life changed completely when I got that job um you know the stress that was relieved and the I mean it's an incredibly rewarding job teaching and there's so many pros to it but there are lots of cons as well um so it was just it was I just love working for the for the job that I've got now so it's very strange to have this amazing thing happen all of a sudden where I can't actually I don't have the time for the job anymore. So I feel really ungrateful. I'm, I'm worried it's going to come across like that. But um, yeah, I don't know whether I'm going to leave completely or go down to part time. But um, we're sort of we're going to have a chat about that soon and, and figure out what we're doing. But it, it just every day it seems like it doesn't make sense to to not be working on this as much as possible. Um, you know, the possibilities are endless. People's communications are amazing. There's so many ideas out there. And and what we can achieve is, is just beyond anything of, I, I can imagine. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so early in this space. Like you really, I mean, this is, this is like early days of social media, early days of the internet where you guys are part of the forefront of defining what, what can be done. So it's, it's it's just, it's wild. And in terms of like being a teacher too, like that is such an underappreciated job because like, I mean, I've known my girlfriend now teaches like there's so many people that I've known who are teachers and it is so difficult and just draining that like 10 years in I can imagine it's 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 fulfilling to go back I'm sure to support the students and help the students but every year it just it takes it takes a lot out of you I imagine yeah absolutely it's um 
the pros of it are that you get the relationships with the students you get the um you know the sort of banter and the joking and you get to hear about their lives and you get to help them make progress and sort of be better um but the downsides are you know the the pressures from um Ofsted who are our the people who check on what we're doing and give us a, a grading and the pressures from parents and the expectations and the marking and the workload that you have to take home is it's just absolutely immense it is very very draining so I'm, I'm so glad that I did it um, and I'm, I'm so glad that I got this new opportunity in my new job and I'm also so so glad that this has happened so it's just been a really lucky and amazing time for me recently it's been an absolute whirlwind and I just need like a couple of days to get my head straight, I think, and just figure out if this is real. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot to take in. I mean, yeah, just uh, five days or whatever. So much has changed in this front now. It's yeah, wild. So yeah, so Paul, um, then you're, you were a security expert or are a security expert. Um, sort of what's your origin story? Yeah, I was. I mean, um, I guess I, I still am in some respects. I mean, I'm, I'm a massive nerd. <laughs> so I love everything, everything tech. Uh, I've been involved in tech and computers and IT since I was eight years old. Um, so a long time. Uh, I mean, my background is yeah, IT and then mainly software development. So I've done a lot of, lot of software dev for um, sort of big ticketing sites, big gaming sites. And then I guess most recently, the last six, seven years, uh, moved into sort of security, cybersecurity uh, for like a, a law firm in London, sort of, uh, I guess, consulting almost. So consulting on security projects, um, just got bored of it in the end. And I think I've always been entrepreneurial. So I've, I've started a few businesses and they've not quite worked out. I think most, most people have their failures which is fine. Um, and yeah, I, I guess I'm in a lucky enough position where I could just sort of quit my job and then sort of start start a project and go full-time on, on working on something that I really wanted to do. Um, if you think about software development and coding, it, it, it is a quite a creative skill. Like you, To me, code is art. I view it as art. And I think other software developers do as well. So it's really a creative process. Um, and this sort of the NFT space where it has the technology of the blockchain and Ethereum and smart contracts mixed with the, the art, I think it's a really, really great, you know, just like a perfect combination for me as a, as a creative outlet. Um, yeah, so I, as you've said already, I, I quit my full-time job. And it was a, a decent job of six figures a year uh, just to go on this full-time. And thankfully, we put the effort in, we believed in the project and it's paid off. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. So the, the first impetus, like I know like sort of the story is like, Paul, you, you found NFTs, you dove in, you reached out to Abby, who your brother and sister-in-law, um, yeah. um, and reached out because Abby, you're the artist. And yeah, you started talking about this. Were you immediately thinking that you would collaborate? Because I saw that like Abby, you've done Pixel Lion, you have a few different projects, uh, glitch animals and the arcades and paul you had the uh pixel planets that you did on your own were, were these sort of uh getting your feet wet to see sort of what the space is like did you immediately think you would team up or was it more uh separate endeavors for me i think i think it was separate endeavors so i i discovered the nft space and i started the project you mentioned and i thought oh abby you know you would love this you're an artist get involved 
And then yeah, Abby went off and, and did her own thing. And I don't think it really crossed our minds that it would be an awesome sort of collaboration of tech and the art until I guess we started discussing this project and like, you know, we could create something awesome together. I, I don't know what Abby feels. Maybe she'd had something different in mind. <laughs> I mean, I've been trying to get some, uh, a dev in on, on the, the, the retro arcades that I did. Um, uh, I started yeah. working with somebody else for a little bit, one, one of your friends, um, just to look at the possibility of doing something clever with the retro arcades. Um, and, you know, we started doing a bit on that, but then, uh, I don't know, it didn't really get very far. Mm-hmm. And then, Paul, one day you contacted me again and said, uh, well, I've got an idea. What, how do you feel about, you know, doing this together? And I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> looks amazing. And then uh-huh. we had to think about kind of, what it was going to be, what the roadmap was going to be, what what the images were going to be. And it was a lot of different drafts, a lot of discussions, a lot of late nights and, uh, you know, and, and I can't believe we are where we are now. So, yeah. So then was it um, the moment when you guys were like, oh, this this actually is a viable thing that we can like pour all this time into two months? Was it um, the Bored Apes? Was that like when they took off, was it something you were thinking about before? Sort of how does it fall into the timeline of everything? I think the apes were definitely the catalyst. Catalyst. So we saw um, the massive explosion there. I think that's where my idea originally sprung from. It was we can create something similar. Um, if you saw it, it's, it's hard. You look at our release dates so, of uh, four days ago, and we went public a week, week and a half ago. It seems like we've been copying everybody else like all the cats and the bulls and all these different projects and animals, but we've been building this for the past two months, actually not long after the apes came out. Uh, I think, well, I think a lot of the projects are like that. Everybody looks like it's a copy of a copy of a copy, but I think it all stems from the apes. They really, I guess, kickstarted the avatar collectible space, this sort of bull run. I know we've had the crypto punks in, in 2017. There's something um, different about this space, though, to 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 everything else. It's uh, there seems to be a complement in sort of doing taking an element from something else. It's sort there's a complement in that, and there's also a little in joke in that, and a little reference in that, and it makes it even better. I mean, it's taken me a while to get my head around as well, but that that seems to be the case. So we saw board apes, and we thought this is a really cool idea. I like the direction they're going in can we take this and do something different and do something that we think is even better than this? You know, we really kind of, we're trying to, we're trying to push the boundaries of um, community and, and club membership is, is what we're all about. So Paul, did I cut you off there? It's fine, Abby. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't realize. <laughs> no, but it's that steal like an artist mentality. Like Austin Cleon wrote a, a great book about that. And it's, it's not actual theft. It's the inspiration that you're taking from these other projects. And this is such the, the space is in such a nascent stage that really things will grow based on what you're doing, what other people have done and what's happening moving forward. So I really like what really stuck out to me was how you guys have this fleshed out. It's so much more beyond just like buying a JPEG, say, for someone who's not really familiar with the space, like if they're like, okay, so it's an image of a dog. I like this one. It's cute. But then what happens after that? So mm. like, what, what is your approach? I, I think it's great. I really like all the things that you've baked in. So I'm excited to sort of share that with everyone. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, 
so yeah there's this one aspect it's the art itself the collectible but i think where the the real value comes from of sort of buying one of these pieces is, is being involved in the community like we've touched upon already but also it's the utility factor so it's all the the extras you get on top and that's where we're really trying to push out and, and sort of change the game a little bit there um if you take a look at our roadmap we've got so much so much on there that you know other projects haven't really gone to the length of um so we're we're doing all of the usual stuff i guess you know other projects have done charitable donations which we're doing um we're having real life beach parties which i think only one other project has ever done and across the whole nft space is have sort of a, a real life party where the dog or the collectible itself serves as sort of a ticket to get into the event and i think it's that really cool. that specific part is really showcasing where the future of nfts is going it feels like because it's it's so much there's so much wrapped into guaranteed ownership like a contract that someone purchases and I love that you're blending the spaces like because I could see that being just yeah. like a ticket master in the future is a ticketing system. You buy your exactly. ticket to yeah to this concert and you always yeah. have this ticket as an NFT. You're like, oh, I was at that one in 2026 in January. Like you were there, too. It's amazing. Where like I love that you're blending the spaces because this is something that I think is like like my audience isn't an NFT first audience, but I, I sort of want to just lean on this. I think this is really valuable to to the space and there's so much opportunity to take different aspects of this and of this space and smush them together and see like what's what's the interesting stuff we can come up with which i mean that's yeah one of just one of the parts that i feel like is really interesting about your project and really um something that you're setting up for the long term which i love you know you're also gamifying it as well yeah yeah exactly um and we think you know we me personally, I, I care for the environment and I've got a sort of a separate NFT platform that I'm creating with, with some business partners, partners that's around um, making sure that we can make NFTs and the blockchain technology in general environmentally friendly. And I think, again, we, we are the first sort of NFT collectible project where we're offsetting all of our carbon emissions. It's not great, but it's the best we can do at the minute until the Ethereum and the blockchain evolves and um, upgrade to their main network mm -hmm. um, and then we've got sort of free merchandise for all of our members so if, if you own one of these dogs or, or the collectibles you get you know a free t-shirt or a free hat or something like that whereas previous models are it's something you buy extra so we're trying to add to the extra utility and the extra exclusiveness and i guess incentivize people to hold on to their their collectible a bit more their, their nft a bit more um, which I think favors everybody because it, it really grows a, a solid basis for a community. You know, you've not got people coming in and out all the time. You've got people that actually spend their time there and talk to people and build relationships. Um, yeah, I think that's quite, that's quite important in a project. Yeah. And so since you're doing all these things, I, I want to talk a little bit about money because like how how this space works and someone listening might not really have context for the scale that this can grow to. Um, like right now it's 0 0.08 ETH to mint a brand new dog and minting is just, you go to top dog beach club, 
I said it right, topdogbeachclub.com. I, for yeah. some reason, I always say Top Beach Dog Club to my girlfriend, and she always likes <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but Top Dog Beach Club. Um, and then you can mint, and you need to have 0 0.08 Ethereum or ETH. And one Ethereum now is about 20 to 2400 bucks or so. Um, so that is a substantial like, chunk of change. And with 8,000 um, 8, mints, 8,000 dogs, that there is a large sum of money, a large opportunity there for this business, for this project to to really do something special. And I think that's, I don't know, I think it's important for listeners to sort of get because you wouldn't be able to do in-person things. You wouldn't be able to be sending out merch and doing these things without having a, a decent um, initial investment, say. So we're yeah. sort of like outside investors into your company. Yeah, I, I think that's the great thing. I mean, as Abby touched upon, it's that the community will get a say in how we take this project in the future because they are essentially investors. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. It's like crowdfunding a business, mm -hmm. and at the end of the day, it is a business. We're running it like a business. So my full time job, Abby's part time job, maybe soon full time job. Uh, we're looking at hiring people as well. So I have two friends coming in and we're going to start paying them to um, do some marketing and social media and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, as an entre entrepreneur, it's just like any other business room. Really. Mm -hmm. Something need... I'm really looking forward. I've cut you off again. I'm sorry, Paul. As <laughs> <laughs> you say, you need, the, you need the, the money coming in to pay for the bills of everything that you're doing. Um, yeah. you know, we're pumping over six figures back into the project on our initial roadmap which again, I don't think any of the project has done. Um, so yeah, we're setting this up for the, for the long term. Mm -hmm. Something I'm really looking forward to is uh, the community grant. So we've got $40,000 um, ready for, um, for people's ideas in the community. So if somebody thinks, well, I'm going to make an awesome rap and that's going to be for Top, <laughs> Top Dog, Dog Beach rap. Club, or I'm going to code a computer game or whatever it is that they can think of, they can kind of purchase their ideas and then we will use that money to pay them to to do this work for us and uh you know for me being the artist I just I just I really can't wait until until that happens because you know you think you know or you, you think you've got the ideas and then somebody else comes up with something and you're like that is genius that is amazing yeah. there's so many skills out there and we're seeing that already because we gave them um we kind of opened up the photoshop files didn't we to people um, and they've already started playing with them and giving them different backgrounds. There've been some amazing animation, sort of music video style. Um, so there's really no limits to what people are able to do. Yeah, it's awesome because you've opened up that opportunity to truly be a part of the project. And having the the, the Photoshop files is is just one more piece of that puzzle. And I do. Yeah, have that, to... That's going to be huge. I, uh -huh. I genuinely can't believe no other project has done that before. Yeah. Like you, you have this NFT and it's a, it's a flat file, one piece of art, and you supposedly own the artwork and the commercial rights, but it's just a flat file. Like it, mm -hmm. it limits your creativity. Like if you've got the fully layered Photoshop file where you can strip back the hat or strip back the VR goggles, it's so powerful. It can create so many derivatives of that. And we've seen people in the Discord say, oh, can I use my top dog as my company logo? Which is cool. It's <laughs> so like awesome. Like, yeah, of course you can do it. Uh-huh. It's wild. And I want to so since you mentioned the commercial rights, what does that mean in this space that when you buy the contract, what are your rights to it, to the art? So the the, the way we've um we've we've got a full terms of service on there. It's a lot more detailed and oh, yeah. a lot more <laughs> legal, legal talk in there. But essentially the way we've 
modeled it is that for as long as you own your NFT, you own the underlying art to that. Uh, and then you can basically do whatever you want with that. Um, you could, if you want to go and print that on some merchandise on a t-shirt or use it as your company logo and profit from that, then go for it. All more power to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And something that really drew me to this space is that artists like like you, like both of you, because I mean, this is, it's a collaborative, it's a team thing. Um, I agree, like, because you mentioned how code is art. I'm a developer. My business partner is a designer. Oh, like, it's just sort of like, I... Like I feel like I might be calling your services then. Oh no! Help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like I feel like a sort of a kinship with you two, and like um, like my girlfriend's an illustrator as well. So it's like I I can really relate, and I appreciate like who you are and what you're doing. Um, and I actually totally lost my train of thought. Where was I going with that? But the um development and the art side. Oh, that's what it was. So the the fact that the artists get paid. I mean, like Abby to to be illustrating because this. Il- as an illustrator, it wasn't your full-time gig. Like you mentioned, you were a teacher, uh, a UX developer, but suddenly you're getting paid for your art, not just once, but down the line on future sales. Like how, how does that, um, just broadly, how does that system work for you guys? Um, how does it work? Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, well... So essentially like there's the residuals I know on the aftermarket that you guys have a percentage of like future sales and things. Yeah, uh, is it 5% Paul? Yeah, so every every time one of our NFTs are, are traded, um, we take 5% of that. And then the platform we're using is called OpenSea. They take 2.5%. Um, and that, that I guess that's the real beauty of um, blockchain technologies and they're called smart contracts, which are basically computer programs that they can automatically do that without any sort of interaction like this it's embedded there and it will it will stay like that forever you know if if, if one of our entities still exist in 100 years down the line then it will go into one of our five percent of that sale will go into one of our digital wallets which is really cool oh yeah absolutely and it's just it is amazing because then like all the work that like that you both have put in it's going to continue to pay off over time and the the longer the community thrives the more the more sales, the more people who will want to be in and a part of it. In yeah. terms of like continued revenue, is that the main um, expectation um, from the 5% that comes back from future sales? Or do you have other things sort of in mind in terms of a, like uh, a revenue generator? Yeah, I mean, there's so many different options. Obviously, the, the 5% is the one and that's, you know, if the project continues to be a success, that's Pretty much guaranteed we might even look to reduce that in the future we need to discuss that um but yeah i mean we've got the merchandise as well so like i said we're giving away at least one free piece of merchandise um but we'll also have like a, i guess a custom merchandise store on the website where people can get their nfts printed on a, on a t-shirt or a hoodie or a hat um and you know pay 10 20 dollars or whatever get that shipped out to them which i think would be really cool um and then we've sort of thinking about the metaverse and what we can do there um and if you look at other sort of collectible projects so the, the, the board apes that you mentioned they randomly dropped some dogs as well to all board ape members there's looking at extra drops and extra artwork for the project there's so many different things you can do and i think as 
as long as you've got a good community behind you that yeah it's boundless that you can take it wherever you want to go definitely and so what so abby like what are you most excited about right now with this project and everything that's happened and where you see it going i'm really excited about the fact that we don't know exactly what's going to happen a few months from now. That's the most exciting thing for me. A lot of people don't like change or they don't like uncertainty, but I, I live for it. <laughs> um, and, you know, like Paul said, it's boundless. The things that we can do, the ideas that we're coming up with, that the community are coming up with, um, the creativity that's out there. Um, every day is just we build on the vision and we hear feedback and we're getting so many compliments. My head must be this big by now, honestly. I just, <laughs> you know, I've gone from being unknown. I'm just a normal person. And all of a sudden art chick is complimenting my artwork and buying, I don't know how many she bought 20 or something. She's got it as her, um, a profile picture. Nice. And for those of you who don't know art chick in the NFT space, she's like the top dog. <laughs> so today that happened today and we were just blown away. I still can't believe that it's happened um so it's just day-to-day is really exciting right now there's like a new big person a big name on board every day whether it's an um a rapper or a dj or an actor or an artist um so it's just really cool to see what each day brings so we're just living day-to-day right now yeah off a pure adrenaline i think (laughs) for sure (laughs) and it seems like not very much sleep you guys are in the discord a lot yeah (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, i'm very excited I think I have like, I've averaged four hours of sleep the last couple of days. Oh no. Yeah. And like from a tech standpoint, because like a lot of people do just open C, they go, they mint and then produce, but you wrote your own contract the website is where you mint. You do all these things. What, what does that look like from like the developer side from, uh, from launch till today? Because you know, there's always something, you know, to deal with afterwards. Yeah, uh, it, it's crazy. I mean, I think I've written thousands and thousands of line of code, and you know, I've, I've put everything I have in, into doing that. If you if even if you look at the website and compare it to other websites, like we we've gone above and beyond. A good example is on on the minting page. Um, if you don't have Ethereum in your wallet, or if you're new, you don't have a wallet, you can buy Ethereum di- directly on our minting page, which I've not seen any other NFT collectibles do. I know and big NFT platforms do. Uh, you can mint from your mobile as well, which is very, very rare to see an NFT collectible project do that. Um, the smart contract that we've developed is 100% custom code written by me. It's not a copy of the apes or a copy of hash masks or any other project. Like it's 100% custom. Like how, built the whole... How big is a contract? Just I, I've never really dove into writing a smart contract. Um, I've got it open here, actually. I think it's about 200 lines. Okay. But it, it's based on it's something called Open Zeppelin. Uh, and there are like a, um, I guess they're like a, a charity. I don't know the word. Like a, they make these standards of code that you, I guess, abide by. And they just make it a lot easier, a lot more safer. And then you can you can build on top of that. Um and then we also have a, just like a separate smart contract as well. We're launching a, a bones token. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like an Ethereum. You can trade it as a currency. So that's a separate contract, which is a lot bigger and a lot more, a lot more detailed. Um, and what does that mean, that. actually? So having your own token, um, is that tied to the, the project in terms of the, the dogs themselves? Or does it just live beside? 
Um, you, you can tie it in. The way we've done it is, is separate. So it's a separate sort of contract and entity, um, a separate piece of code, I guess. But they they do interact with each other. Yeah, and um, I guess also from sort of a uh, a value standpoint, do they mirror in any way? I don't I don't know. Um, or is it really they're just like standalone um, things under your yeah. umbrella? Yeah, I guess I stand alone because the the okay. NFT contract is the art piece itself on the NFT collectible, which is based on a standard called ERC seven twenty one, and then the the token itself is it's a, it's basically a currency, so Ethereum, um, you know, loads of different cur- currencies are, are based on what's called the ERC twenty standard, which is a separate contract, but they interact because what we're doing is you can rename your dog or give him a backstory. And what you do is you pay to do that a certain amount of tokens, the bone tokens to do that, um, which adds this extra layer, like economic layer of, if, if we just, if, so if we didn't have that token, we just wanted people to rename their dogs all the time. I think it, it doesn't really, you don't really, you wouldn't really think about it. You would just change its name every day or, or whatever. But if you, if there's some sort of intrinsic value of, and sort of, I guess, a mini economy behind it, you sort of want to think about it a bit more and you, you don't want to change it as often. It becomes a sort of its own marketplace. That's the reason, I guess, for the token. Yeah. Um, yeah, I find it yeah, interesting. I, I guess the community to decide its value. Um, I just want to add that we we sort of give away the tokens when you when you have your dog for every day that you own yeah. the dog you will get a certain number of tokens. Um, yeah, I really so like you can that. collect those and then go ahead and use it on... The, to change the name, to write the backstory, or whatever the other options might be. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, Abby, for geeking out on this. I was just curious, but I know it's it's <laughs> funny. This is also the first uh, two person interview I've done on the show, so <laughs> so still trying to balance it out. But like back over to the art for a little bit. Um, there's so there's eight thousand originally ten, but eight thousand different dogs. Um, but you didn't you illustrated everything. But what was the process of illustrating? in this way where then they're essentially generated their um the components are put together for you because if you were to go through ten thousand photoshop files that would be um quite a quite a bear <laughs> i mean i mean i'm sure this project was still huge but what was your process like for it i don't know what people's view is of these kinds of projects i mean i think a lot of people probably think oh it's easy they just change the color of this that or the other and then they just generate and it's just really <laughs> You know, no problem. The hours that I've gone into this, my blood, sweat and tears are in those NFTs. Um, so um, it's Paul said he wrote thousands of um, lines of code. I have thousands of Photoshop layers. <laughs> yeah. You know, every time you create a new layer, it gives it it gives it the next number up and it went into the well over the thousands. Um, so it's just creating the basic dog. And then sort of creating each component and exporting it as a, um, as a, as a PNG file, sort of just a, a coat hanging in the air or the, cause you hide all the other layers, you know, so it's just the coat or the pair of eyes hanging in the air and just kind of making sure that you're exporting those, you're saving those. And, and, and then Paul just does this magic thing where he just flip wait from my end in my mind i have no idea what paul does because he's not obviously <laughs> i have no idea what goes on in my mind he's sitting there with like this okay. red button in front of him and he just goes generate <laughs> and then they all just start popping up and you know we generated um hundreds every day to test them out and to just check the batches to see if the layer order was right so we just didn't want it to be loads of layers where like the you know that the, the hat was under the the eyes or, or whatever it is you know we didn't want it to look weird so 
uh, yeah, just, and you know what, it's, it's an amazing experience for an artist because I'm creating what I can see on the screen, but then when Paul generates, it's stuff I've never seen before. So it's my art, but in a completely different arrangement, in a completely new light. It's it's magic, really. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And you curated then the the eight thousand. Is that correct? Like, did you sort of go through and sort of uh, cull th- some things that didn't work, or is it purely all generated? Those were just test matches. They weren't the oh, ones gotcha. that actually went through as the, the NFTs. We just generated loads to test, 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 test. Nice. I don't yeah. know if you want to add to that, Paul. Yeah, no, the, the, the full 8,000 that are the actual NFTs now are, are just purely randomly generated based on, on the code we made. And we had to tweak the code to make sure the aesthetics were right. And we, we Right at the beginning, we were getting some really ugly dogs. Was like, <laughs> an ugly dog. That hat doesn't go with you know, this eyewear or you know, this coat doesn't go with this necklace or whatever. So we had to you know, adjust in the code to make sure that those combinations didn't exist. And then there was also things that worked really well together. Um, so there's like an all gold dog. So we want to adjust the code to make sure that, you know, sometimes that those combinations do get matched up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's a, a lot, a lot of tweaking. And we've, we've put out a lot of effort to focus on, on the aesthetics to make sure every single dog looks really fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think everybody's, I think everybody's happy. Like uh-huh. jump into the discord. Everyone's like, oh, look at this guy. Oh, so yeah. cool. Yeah. And um, so then were they all generated right before launch and then they get assigned to uh, different transactions or are they generated in real time? Yeah, so there it was a it was a mix of both at first, um, but then we sort of decided to because the sale was slow, we, we I guess we just generated them all, mm-hmm. uploaded them all, um, uploaded all the metadata, and then um as soon as they get minted, then they get assigned, I guess, the number. And so no one knows what, what the minting number, the token ID is going to be, what image, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, for it's sure. It's like a look, look it's at like dip, isn't it, assigned, really? yeah. yeah. What was that, Abby? Sorry, I was just saying it's a bit like a lucky dip, isn't it? I've been describing it to people yeah. a bit like a lucky bag. When they first uh-huh. buy from us, they don't know what they're going to get. It's a mystery. And once it's revealed, then they can sell it on yeah. OpenSea and they, they can see what they're getting if they want to buy from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah definitely yeah, it's like that uh slot machine you're pulling the pulling the arm and yeah, seeing what exactly. happens. yeah which is fun like uh, that, there is something really just intrinsic the draw that we have to that yeah i mean even as me i'm a collector myself and i you know it, it's a great feeling when you get something that's really cool looking and potentially rare mm-hmm. uh, and valuable so you yeah you just sometimes you're like oh that's one more one more yeah <laughs> yeah it's if the money didn't add up so quickly like i'd be definitely minting some more because it is it's fun and i really like i really love your project i love what you guys are doing um are there any other projects that you guys are watching and seeing like oh i really like what they're doing i like the art or is it i mean i guess this week you guys are pretty much heads down just all top dog but <laughs> yeah i mean for me i i used to watch your space quite often but since you know the last two weeks three weeks or, or whatever i've not really had the time so i'm actually no idea what's going on at the minute um there's, there's a project called gutter cat gang i don't know if you've heard of them the cats um i've got a few of those and they're dropping rats tonight so they're air dropping rats to all cat holders mm. it's gonna be really cool i know that's happening it's gonna be quite exciting yeah um, but yeah i have no idea what's going on in this space anymore <laughs> i've not got the time oh yeah yeah you guys just have you have a lot going on uh, yeah <laughs> 
but yeah, so I really appreciate you guys taking the time to talk about this. And um, I, I think it's a great project. I hope anyone listening will uh, definitely check it out. If, if it's still available, I don't know if the mint, it feels like it's going to finish rather soon already. <laughs> Just today, how yeah, it ramped I, up. I think it probably will. What a, yeah, what's you know, in, in real time? Yeah. Okay, we're not, we're not, they're about 2,000 off. Yeah. And I think just since yesterday, maybe 2000 went off the board or just the last two days. So it's, yeah, it's, it's going quickly, but like, yeah. Where should we send people then to uh, follow along with your project with you guys and, uh, uh mint their own dog. Uh, I mean, check out the website. So, um, top dog beach club.com look on, look at us on Twitter, pop into the discord and just come chat to us like DM me or Abby or, Jacob or Pete, who are our mods, and and just yeah, just just chat to us. Like we're we're constantly in there. My wife hates me for it. I'm sure Abby's husband hates <laughs> Peter. Um, but we're constantly on there, constantly chatting with the community. So come say hi. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Yeah, then Abby, anything uh, you wanted to add? Sorry. Um. I think we've said it already. I just I want to thank everybody, the whole NFT community for being so welcoming and so complimentary to, to what we've done. And I'm just really excited about um, about where this is going to go. So thank you ever so much to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So just, yeah. Thank you guys both for taking the time. I hope you get some sleep because <laughs> I know it's, it's already <laughs> nighttime by you. Um, but yeah, I hope tonight you guys can, can get some rest and get back at it tomorrow. But yeah. Thanks again. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Great speaking to you. Thanks. I want to thank Abby and Paul for joining me on this episode. Definitely be sure to check out topdogbeachclub.com where you can mint your own dog. You can collect maybe your first NFT and really get your feet wet in the space. I think their project is the perfect project to get started on. Their, Their plans for the long term and everything that they have baked in really is something special in the space and i think a lot of people are going to wish they were a part of this if once once things start to mature and happen over time so i highly recommend that you check it out and if you're an entrepreneur if you're an artist if you're a developer creator of any type really looking into the nft space and crypto nfts are a huge opportunity we alluded to the the potential with ticketing I'm using them as like tickets for events, which they're doing with their in-person beach parties. And the opportunity of guaranteed ownership um, through a contract is is immense. And it's something worth diving into. So really, and if you're enjoying this, if you're interested in it, I'm going to have more conversations just like this. Um, I may have to call this NFT now instead of starting now because I plan on talking to a lot more people in this space and really really bringing you as much uh, value and insight as I can at, at this early, early stage in the process. So anyway, that's topdogbeachclub.com. As always, this episode of Starting Now is brought to you by Built. At Built, we help you get started online. Whether you want to start a blog or a business, head on over to built.co. That's B-Y-L-T C-O to get started. Built. Your website, built for you, simply. And if you're enjoying the show, be sure to be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you're listening right now, and give it a thumbs up. Anyway, I'm Jeff Saris. This has been Starting Now, and I'll see you next time.